0: You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenchurch.com. I'm just excited for this season, and I'm excited to share with you today. I really feel like this is a word that I wanted to bring to you guys before the year ended. So I put myself on, I want to share it with you, and I hope that you guys receive. It's going to be good. So, but I just love Christmas time because I feel like it's, you kind of reflect on the past year, yeah. all the things you've done, the people you've met, great meals you've eaten, yeah. things you've, places you've traveled, hopefully, you went somewhere this year, hopefully, and it just kind of reflect on family, and sometimes it seems sad, but sometimes happy, and so I just love this time of year, it takes, it's, things slow down a little bit, and then you can really Think about how was this year. So that's kind of what this message is about. And um, so, I'm gonna get into it. I'm so excited. So, we're gonna, I'm gonna do some storytelling in the beginning, because I I wish I could read you all six chapters of Nehemiah, but Michael said that was too much scripture. So, I'm gonna like read a lot of it. I'm gonna read a lot of it because it's so good. Like, I just wanna be like, okay, everyone read this before you come to church, and then we'll just talk about it. That's how I feel like. (laughs) So, but I'm gonna share as much as I can. So, if you have your Bibles, you can turn to Nehemiah. and we're gonna get started. So I'm gonna paraphrase a little bit Nehemiah's beginning. So Nehemiah, he's a prophet, in the Old Testament. And I love the Old Testament because there's incredible things that happen in there. And so he's one of my favorite. And I feel like I keep going back to, ever since the pandemic started. I feel like I keep going back to Nehemiah. And it has like several times last year and this year, he, he keeps bringing me back to Nehemiah. So here we go. So, Nehemiah, he was a cupbearer for the king of Persia, King Artaxerxes, And Thank you. Whatever. So he was a cupbearer for the king of Persia. Okay. And that's what he was doing. But he loved Jesus. He loved the Lord. And it was heavy on his heart um, thinking about what had happened to Jerusalem and that it was in ruin. And so one day the king came to him and said, what's, what's wrong? What's going on? And, and he shared with him. He said, I want to go back and help restore that city and rebuild that city. And the king goes, all right, great. I'm even going to help you and give you safe passage to get there. And so that was a blessing right there. So he, so Nehemiah goes, say, man on a mission. Man on a mission. Yes. He had a mission in his heart to come and help rebuild the city that he loved, Jerusalem. So he got there. He set the vision for the people, the Jews. Come on, guys. We're going to rebuild this city. We're going to rebuild these walls. And we're going to have our community once again. Which is, which is what God wants. So they came together, and what an incre- incredible feat they did. So everyone came together. It starts out, and there's whole passages in here about who was helping. The high priest started helping. The, everyone in front of their house built their wall. Um, perfumery, per, people were helping. Goldsmiths were helping on the gates. And everyone came together, and they rebuilt this wall in 52 days. It was amazing and impressive it pretty much was a miracle so they did great but in chapter four there were some critics and naysayers that that were not happy about this so I mean I think it's anytime you have an assignment from God there's going to be some people that are not happy about it especially when they started seeing the progress that was happening to the wall it wasn't finished yet but they were like wow what's happening over there so they came out and said in Nehemiah 4, 2 through 3. What are these feeble Jews doing? Will they fortify themselves? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they complete it in a day? Will they revive the stones from the heaps of rubbish, stones that are burned? Whatever they build, if a fox goes up on it, he will break down their stone wall. That's, that's not nice. Yeah, a fox. And, and to me, that's just like, of course they made that up. Who would actually say that? That was fake news right there. So the closer, yeah, the closer they got to the wall or to to completing their goal, the pressure increased. So now in Nehemiah 4-7, the gaps were beginning to be closed and the naysayers became very angry. And all of them conspired together to come back and attack Jerusalem and create confusion. Nevertheless, we, Nehemiah and his followers, Made our prayer to our God, and because of them, we set watch against them day and night. And their adversary said, "They will neither know, they will neither know nor see anything till we come into their midst and kill them and cause their work to cease." So they were even, they were even talking about coming to kill them wow. because they weren't happy about what was hap- about building the wall. Oh my goodness! So after that, so it was. That from that time on, half of the servants worked at construction, while the other half held spears, shield, shields, bows, and wore armor. So they were having to build the wall and do masonry while holding swords. This is what it says in Nehemiah. And they still accomplished it in 52 days. Goodness. So in Nehemiah 6, uh, 5 through 15, he says, Then Sanballat sent his servant to meet as before, the fifth time. So this was one of his critics that is writing to Nehemiah. It is reported among the nations, and Geshem says, that you and the Jews plan to rebel, fake news. Therefore, according to these rumors, you are rebuilding the wall that you may be their king. No, that was never his intention. And you have also appointed prophets to proclaim concerning you at Jerusalem, saying, there is a king in Judah. Now these matters will be reported to the king. So come, therefore, and let us consult together. Here, let me help you with this, because you guys are in the wrong. And Nehemiah says, no such things you say are being done, but you invented them in your own hearts, which was completely true. 100% true. None of that which was reported was true. Okay. Sound familiar? Fake news? For, but Nehemiah knew, he says, for they were all trying to make us afraid, saying, their hands will be weakened in the work and it will be not, not be done. Now, therefore, oh God, strengthen my hand. So Nehemiah knew he did not fall into their trap. He heard the critics and the voices that were trying to discourage him from finishing his project. And he said, that's not true. You're wrong. I'm not meeting with you. I'm not falling into your trap. It was unbelievable. And then after that, they even sent like an assassin to come and take him out, to take out Nehemiah, which sounds crazy. All of this to to sideline him, to take him out from the mission that Nehemiah had from God. Wow. I love this story. It is, it is so encouraging that um, he was able to withstand and push through with the help of his friends to accomplish something that was pretty much near impossible. So this wall was not just some little fence around a field. This wall was two and a half miles long, 40 feet high, and eight feet wide. And they did it in 52 days. Yeah, I know. Well done. Well done, Nehemiah and friends. Good job, guys. I don't think that's hard. Look at our building still going. How many days? Come on. Let's get over there. Let's go. Okay. Yeah. And they had to do this with with assignments against, against them. So Wow, amazing. I feel like we're reliving these times. I think that's why I love this so much. It's like, nope, we're not listening to you. But this shows just how much you can accomplish when you are in alignment with God's vision and purpose for our lives. Yeah. So I want to talk to you this morning and encourage you this morning that as we come to the end of this year, that we will finish strong and finish the things that we have started, okay, that God has put in our lives. So some of these things, maybe we haven't started or we started them and put them down, um, but it's not too late. There's still a few weeks left till the end of the year. So hopefully we're, we're going to tackle some of these things. So back in September 2019, I preached a message in West Hills called How Far I'll Go. And that was talking about just finding the courage and the faith and you know, the mission from God and stepping out. So that was that. And so this message is part two. This is staying the course. And this is called How Far We've Come. How far we've come. Because we've come a long way since 2019, September 2019. We've gone through a lot and you guys are all here. So I want you all to pack yourselves on your back right now and say, well done. I made it through this year. I accomplished more than I thought possible. And I'm stronger now than I was two years ago. Amen. Amen. <laughs> That's what's happened. It's so good. It's been so much fun to watching people from our church in the past year or so really stand up and and stand out. I mean, this is the time that, that our faith has been challenged. And really, we've had to walk actually out in faith. It's like our jobs are on the line our children's education, you know, what we believe. What is it that we are standing for? At what point do we decide, I'm actually not okay with this, and I'm not going to go any farther, you know? And I feel like everyone in this room has had to decide that at some point, like what that line is for them. And I'm just so proud of our church, like speaking in town hall meetings, Michael. And now his company has reversed the policy on that mandate. So good job. Yep. Yep seeing things shift. Morgan, beautiful Morgan, starting coalitions to take out politicians that aren't helping us. Standing in the political realm, other people in this room, um, like David Wyatt speaking at the Board of Supervisors against abortion and standing up to our, the people in office. Like, I feel like maybe five years ago, we wouldn't have been as motivated to do those things because we haven't, we didn't feel the pressure or need to step out. But in the last year, it's just been so amazing to see all these people step out with faith, encouraged. It's like our faith in action. And I just really have to honor our lead pastors, Pastor Jurgen and Leanne, because they are the ones... Yeah, let's clap for them. They're amazing. They were the ones that were, were literally... Even when Michael you know, Michael and I were like, we don't know. We don't know what's happening. We don't know what we're doing. We just follow them. So to us, it was actually easy. We just... You know, and, but their faith, they were literally stepping out into unknown territories that no one around them were were stepping into. And they thought, and other people thought they were crazy, but they have led the way and, and have not wavered in their faith, have not bowed, have not been intimidated by the voices or the enemy or anyone else besides God. They answer to God, they hear from God, and they walk out in faith. So I'm just so thankful for them that they are leading Awakened Church and us. And that we can just follow in their footsteps, honestly. And and that's why this church has, like, uh, collectively across San Diego, I think it's, like, doubled since the pandemic. Because people are like, wow, this church is open. This church is, you know, and speaking the truth. So I'm just so thankful for them. And for a church that hasn't bowed. So, amen. And congrats to all of you for hanging in there and being a part of it. And if you're new, welcome. We're glad you're here. (laughs) We like to have fun. So... In a couple weeks, we're going to finish this year, and we're going to start doing our next vision cards. So who still has their vision card from January? Raise your hand. Oh, good job, everyone. Okay, so all the people that have their hands raised, do you have things on the vision card that have yet to, you've seen fulfilled? Yes? Any hands? Yes. Okay, so there's still things on there. Mine too. But that's good, because that means there's things that we're still believing for. Sometimes we write on there, God dreams, God-sized dreams that are really only going to come through Him. Yeah. And then some things we write, oh, there's a place where we write salvations, like people we're believing for to come to Christ. So there's some people that have been on my vision card for many years and still believing for them. And then I believe that that we need to put things on there that are practical goals and things that we can do, because I feel like good stewardship of those things help us unlock the good, the God goals and desires that are, are, are coming. So this is my analogy. So I feel like being a good steward and, and being a good you know, it's discipline in the little that help us get there. So I'm a I'm a dental hygienist two days a week right now. And so I feel like flossing is important. And so every person that comes in my chair, I talk to about flossing, what are you doing? Are you flossing? And they can't lie to me because I know if they're lying to me, I'm like <laughs> Yeah, you're not flossing. You're bleeding. Um, But I try to, I I encourage them. I'm like, okay, let's set an achievable goal, Okay, So if you were to say, this is my analogy. If you were to say, I'm going to start working out, and you're going to say, I'm going to start running a mile every day, how many days do you think you would go before you would stop running? Zero. Zero days over here on the front row. I think, yes, probably. I might make it one day or two days, and then I would give up. And then you don't pick it back up because you feel like you already failed, and then you're like, well, I didn't do it, so I'm just gonna not do it at all. Um, But I tell them, set an achievable goal. Say, I'm gonna run once a week. And I'll say, do you think you could commit to that? And like, the same as with flossing. I'm like, could you commit to flossing once a week? And then almost every everybody says, "Yes, I can floss once a week." I'm like, "Great. That's four more times a month you're then you're doing." So great job. Yes. Victory. Victory. So sometimes we need those little things on our vision cards and in our lives to help us. But it's good because it's it takes discipline. You know, we're not going to just end up Well, God can do miracles. Yes. But we're not going to just end up with all of these things and get, and even receiving God assignments, if we're not going to do the little things that help us get there. So I feel like those are important. So I want you to think about and process with God in the next few weeks, what are the things that you want to put on your vision card? Some of them are going to be God assignments. Some of them are just going to be practical things that, that you need to do in your life. And but th- they're not less than. It's, it's something that we're, we're building, we're overcoming, we're achie- like, this is good for us. This is good for us. Not everything is, we don't have to make everything so spiritual that, that we forget how to be basic people that are good at life. Okay. So East Campus, we're going to be good at life and we're going to believe God for miracles. Okay. Yes. Okay. Good. So, so sometimes I feel like we, we do have these God visions, and there's probably still things on my vision card from years ago that I forgot about. Or, or even like at some point, God has given you an assignment or a thought of an assignment, And then you're like, that is way too big. I'm, I can't pick that up right now. Or you're carrying something for a while and you're like, this is too hard. And I'm going to put that down. So you know what? It's probably still sitting where you left it back there. So maybe now is the year where you go back and pick up that thing. And now you've grown spiritually, physically, emotionally, and maybe it's time for you to take on that project, you know, and, and maybe it's the time is now. And, and I'm going to tell you about that today, that, that, you know, Anything's possible. So whatever God is sharing with you, and I just, I'm just i trying to grow you and stretch you and help us finish, and, yeah. and I want to hear many testimonies out of this, okay? Right. So good. All right. So that's my, that's my word. Time to finish strong. Yeah, and you have more strength than you know. Yes. So the voices are going to come. The negative thoughts are going to come. Nehemiah 6, 9. For they were all trying to make us afraid, saying, Their hands will be weakened in the work, and it will not be done. Now, therefore, our God, strengthen our hands. I don't know if Nehemiah thought he needed to strengthen his hands, but because the voice was telling him that, he, that they had weak hands, he was just like, all right, for, like, turn that around. Thank you, God, for strength. Thank you, God, for strength. And he is strong where our strength ends. So whatever it is where we're feeling not, you know, um, equipped, he is going to meet us in that place. And that's, the, that's actually the beautiful place. You know, that's, that's where we find God. If we could do it all on our own, then, then what, what point is it? You know, that's, that's not God in it. So I have to be transparent. A week ago, I was in a, a, an overwhelming place. Um, so not this week, but the week before I had like a migraine and then Michael was out of town like Monday through Saturday. So I'm like working two jobs, overwhelmed. There was just like a lot on my plate, a lot of, people, things were happening in my life too. And I just felt like I couldn't take on another thing. And I I even invited friends over to do a puzzle because I was like, I just need just to be around people. And I just felt overwhelmed. And I remember, oh, and then my wallet was, I lost my wallet somewhere in there. Which I told Michael I was like, I didn't even care about the wallet. Like I was like, oh, it's lot like I don't even have time to have be worried about this because I feel so overwhelmed. And if I made a list of like all the things I was worried about, like you probably would have said, Yeah, that's there's a lot going on. You know, you should feel overwhelmed. Like I felt like I had valid reason. um, and that's probably why I had migraines. But but so I was sitting there by myself, like at the table doing a puzzle. And then God reminded me, as I'm thinking, how am I going to face this next week, which is almost as busy, and I'm going to prepare my message for Sunday. This was just last week. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this week doesn't look any better, all this. And then God reminded me of a time where my mind had lied to me, and I was actually stronger than I thought. So when I was in sixth grade, and and this stands out because it was such a, a clear, bright picture, like I remember it. And it was just a few seconds. So in sixth grade, I went to Mesa Verde Middle School in Rancho Panasquitos. And in sixth grade, they have the sixth grade Olympics. And so your, your class is a country and then you compete in all these events and there's like awards and trophies and stuff, which, you know, I'm all about. So I was excited. (laughs) So I signed up for all these races and I ran the hurdles and the 400 and the mile and then something else. I don't remember. This was like 1995. So I ran all these things. The mile was like in the middle of the day. And then I had to run the finals for all the events I ran in the morning because there's like prelims and then finals. And I remember it was the last event in the day. I probably already ran multiple miles because of all the events I did. And I'm standing, I'm in the heat for the 400. And I'm in lane one because uh, I had the fastest qualifying time for the 400. So I'm there and it's like gun goes off. And in my mind, I'm like... This is just, like, it's okay. Like, I'm tired. I'm, I, I'm not even going to try, basically. And so I started running, and I saw all the people in front of me, because in the lane one, everyone's, like, staggered. So I'm, like, running, and I'm, like, oh, look at them go. And I'm just, like, I'm kind of keeping up with every, everyone. And then I get to the, I go on the straight, and then the last curve, and then to the, to the home stretch, the 400 is one lap, for those of you non-track people. And so I was on the last curve, and as I was coming around the last curve, the voice came in my head, and it was like, why, why aren't you trying? Like, why aren't you running? I'm like, well, I am running. No, like there's more in you than you know. So I'm, I was like, okay. So then I started running and I literally passed everybody and finished and won. Yeah. And yeah, I know it's crazy. God help me. I'm telling you, he spoke to me and my record is still there from 2000 or 1995. My record. <laughs> yeah. It's I ran a I ran a one eleven four hundred and so which is not that I mean I don't know, I stopped doing track after middle school, but I don't know if that's fast. But but I, I went on the internet this weekend and I was like, oh my gosh, it's still there. And then all the other times that were the records were from the late 19s, like nineties. I was like, what happened to all these kids in the two thousands? Like, did they not exercise? <laughs> like too many video games. I know, it's pretty funny. So anyway, it just, it stood out in my mind, because I'm like, wow, I really felt in my mind that I was, there was nothing left. And it, and it was a complete falsehood, like, complete lie. And, and it wasn't like, oh, it was the enemy trying to, no. Like, don't give credit to him all the time, okay? Sometimes just our mind, It's like, I'm tired. You know, your mind's saying, I'm tired, and then your body's like, actually, you're not tired. You just have a lot on your brain, okay? So... Anyway, I I feel like yeah, I feel like that was a moment where where sometimes we can trick ourselves into being tired, and and thinking that we're not able to do the things that we're called to do. So if you find yourself in that place today, I would say pray as Nehemiah did. Lord, strengthen my hands if that's what you need strengthening. Strengthen my mind. Strengthen me. What is it that that you need help in? Send me an angel. Like if you like send help. Yes, God. like he will. He will. He will never let the righteous fall. He will always come to your rescue whenever you're need. So, so remember that always call on him. So good. But, um, you know, I guess we try not to get to a place where we're overwhelmed to have to pray those prayers. And, and a, and a helpful tip for that is for me is to work backwards. So we play a lot of board games. We have game nights once a month, and it's the only time I stay up past 1230 is to play games. Okay. And so we, we learn new board games, like probably once a month, we have quite the, collection of board games that our friends bring over. But I'm always asking the question, what, what is the end goal, right? What am I trying to do in this game? How, how can I win? Because that's important to me. But, <laughs> but in life, it's like, when you have a lot going on, it's like, okay, what is the end goal? What am I trying to do? Remove everything else, just try to do that, and then work backwards. It's like, okay, if you're having an overwhelming day, what is the one thing I have to do today? Like, just do that. The other stuff, like, remove that. That's going to help you with your anxiety. You're going to sleep better. Yeah. You're going to have peace. So don't get cluttered with all these all these other things if you find yourself in that place. And that will help you. So just focus on that. Another, another thing that's helpful is to celebrate wins, yeah. the reward. It's like celebrate life, celebrate victories, yeah. laugh with friends, enjoy your time and be thankful. Thank God for what you have. Thank God for what he's doing in your life and, and, and that he has brought you through a 2020 and a 2021. There's a lot to be thankful there, there, guys. You guys are all still sitting here. So thank you, Jesus. And overcoming these mindsets builds strength and endurance. So every time we face that tough spot, even for me last week, every time we face that spot, it, it makes us stronger the next time we face it. It's like, actually, I've already been here. I recognize this for what it is, and, and I can, I'm going to be better in 10 minutes. That's actually how I operate now. It's like, all right, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes, I can be stressed, and then, all right, move on. Like, that's it. Don't let it take your day. Don't let it take an hour, Okay. And what doesn't take us out makes us stronger. So good. So the next thing is, you are an overcomer. There's, there's going to be things as we plan out our life and our journey and our goals that, that we're going to, you need to plan for. It's like, okay, this is going to take money. This is going to take time and effort. This is, I need to pack snacks for this. What do I need to do? I need to outfit whatever for this. And so things, there's going to be things you need that you're going to plan for, but there's going to be things that you're not going to plan that are going to be unexpected. They're going to pop up. Okay. Even Nehemiah had these unexpected obstacles. Like he didn't know that he was going to have to do masonry with a sword. And, and like, and you know, these people were bugging him and all of these things. He didn't, that was not his plan when he had the assignment from God to rebuild the city. This, this came out of nowhere. But I feel like as Christians, we have the Holy Spirit that helps us be creative. It helps us get through things. It helps us. So thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit that we can lean on him. And he's going to give us solutions to help get through these things. So Nehemiah 2.18 says, let us rise up and build. So they strengthen their hands for the good work. It, and this is a side note. It's good for a man to have something like a mission, for, for their hands even, like that they build something, okay? Because for one, it makes them like proud, like, oh, look at this thing I built. And then every time they look at it, they feel awesome. So so men, put that on your vision card for 2022, build something, okay? Build something or bake something, do something that's tangible that you can, I don't know, some bake, I don't know. I don't, I've been watching the baking show, but there's some really great guy bakers on there. So it's good. Yeah. So, but there's, there's going to be things that are going to help us to, to win. Okay. Yeah. So good. And, and the good thing is, is that every time we do this, we grow in strength and character. So did you know that Revelation is a book of promises? When you think of Revelation, do you think of end of times and weird prophecy things? Like I used to think that and then I read it and I was like, oh my gosh, there's so many promises in there. So I, I kind of felt like it's like the reward for reading through your Bible. There's like promises at the end, like a surprise. Yeah. Like who, if you haven't read Revelation, you don't know that there's promises in there. They're still for you too, but they're in there. It's, it reminds me of in draft day when the general manager, he tapes a hundred dollars to the back of the playbook or inside. So he knows if they've read the playbook that they, there's, money in there. I know. Right. There's rewards. There's rewards in the end of the Bible for you. And, and they're for, they're for us. They're, who are they for? They're for, they're us, for us. I'm going to read some of them to you. I'm not going to preach on them because I don't understand a lot of them, but it's like, it says it's to him who overcomes, I will eat. Um, I will give to eat from the tree of life to him to he who overcomes I shall not be hurt by the second death to him who overcomes I will give some hidden manna to eat to him who overcomes I will give the power over nations amen (laughs) to him who overcomes you shall inherit all things and I will be his God and he shall be my son so all of these things all of these promises are for us to him who overcomes the people who overcomes and who is that they're for us they're for us the, the believers those who have ears to hear, that's everyone with ears to hear, us. Thank you, Jesus. 1 John 5, 4 through 5 says in the message, For every God-born person conquers the world's ways. The conquering power that brings the world to its knees is our faith. The person who wins out over the world's ways is simply the one who believes Jesus is the Son of God. It's really that simple. All of these promises all of these things in this book, it all points to him, and it all just says that we can conquer the world just by being partnered with him. It's so, it's, it, it like brings it back to such a simple, simple thing. And he already paid the price for our victory, our healing, and all of these things if we stay in alignment with him. So, how do we get there? How do we overcome, as it says, Revelation 12 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And we when we overcome, share it with others, because other people will be set free from your story. So I don't know if you guys were here on Wednesday night. We did a worship night and we had beautiful testimonies from Kyle and Mandy and Bill and Joey. And they shared stories about transformation, healing power, financial miracles. And, and when you hear that, it, it, do, it can only inspire faith that, that this can happen to you. You know, it's like no one can tell Mandy that God doesn't heal. He healed her, you know. And overcoming means we're somewhat, we're not who we once were. Every time we have a miracle in our lives, it's... We're changed, we've grown, we're different. And I just feel like that, that now is the time that, that we really need to believe this stuff. It's like, I, I feel like what that's taught me in the past few years about us stepping into our faith, it's we actually, this is, this is we're putting this into practice. Like we actually believe this word and apply it to our lives. Yeah, it's so good. And, and, and the Bible promises that we will overcome because it's he who overcame first, right? Jesus overcame the world so that we could too. All right, so I'm going to jump back to Nehemiah to, the, to finish. Ge- Nehemiah 6.15, and this is where the wall is completed. So the wall was finished on the 25th day of Elul in 52 days, and it happened when all our enemies heard of it and all the nations around us saw these things, that they were very disheartened in their own eyes. That's sad. But they perceived that this work was done by our God. Wow. I love that because everything that they saw happening, even the people that were trying to stop them and criticize them and bring them false news and all of this, at the end of the day, it all pointed to God. They said, this is done by God. Like, it pointed to Him. And that should be how we live our lives. When I get to the end of my life, if I, I want to be able to look back and say, wow, God, that was you. Like, you brought me out of this. You rescued me from this. You saved me from this. And it should all point to him. Like, I will be happy if, if I have those God moments in my life. It's, oh, goodness. I love it so much. And, and I feel like we all should live with evidence of God having those moments in our lives where people can look at us like how they looked at the wall, how they're going to look at East Campus and say, this is nothing but God, that God was part of this. But are we living with partnership with Jesus? And when we receive, when we receive salvation, he comes with all of these gifts. He comes with not just salvation, healing, peace, rest. He empowers us. And he brings all these gifts, all these things. So the minute we receive salvation, these are added to us. But I feel like we, we walk out our lives learning how to unwrap these things. And they will come up in, in time of need or, or when we're ready to, to use them. And I just believe that um, as we partner with him, he is going to partner with us. And help us bring us into a life, and I feel like that's why it's the word for the end of the year, because it's like as we're reflecting and coming into twenty twenty two. I want twenty twenty two to be the best year of your life, the best year. We're gonna we're going um, help each other, like Nehemiah's friends. They helped him build the wall. We're gonna come together into community. We're gonna see miracles. We're gonna see breakthroughs. We're gonna see so many things happen this next year. And I'm I'm just I I wanted to prep you guys now because we're gonna we're gonna. Have have some mighty things on our vision cards. Okay. Come on. Yeah. Me too. So yeah, it's so Colossians 315 and the peace of God rule in our hearts to which also you were called to one in one body and be thankful. So in this holiday season, let's be thankful for what God has done in our lives and what he's preparing us to do in the next year. So let's stand everyone. I want to pray. God, I just just you can just raise your hands. We're just gonna pray. God, I just thank you for every person here. I thank you, God, that you have been revealing to them as I've been speaking, things that they've laid down that they're meant to pick up, like visions that that you have shown them in the past that they've been afraid to go after. I thank you, God, that those things are gonna be coming into fruition soon. I thank you, God, that you are strengthening us, encouraging us, and and I thank you, Lord, that we are gonna be able to partner with you in every area of our life. I thank you, Jesus, that that you are healing people right now, that you are restoring marriages, that you are bringing people back to you, uh, family members coming back to you that Christmas time is a time of restoration and reconciliation. So I thank you for this beautiful time that we have together. I thank you, God, that we are going to finish the year strong. I thank you that we are going to turn the page into 2022 with our hands ready for work, for our hearts ready to receive. And I thank you that it's not going to be through our own strength, but through peace in you, God. So I just thank you for each and every person here in Jesus name. Amen. Amen.